Hello and welcome to another episode of Cranky Talk, a show for avgeeks and non-avgeeks alike. We continue to tackle everything happening in the aviation world in the time of COVID, and this week, we're going to take a look back at 2020 in review. Why? Why uh, Why would we or anybody else want to revisit 2020? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, the U.S. Department of Transportation has released its Air Travel Consumer Report for all of 2020, so I thought it'd be fun to walk through it. Either that or it'll be highly depressing, but no matter what, I'll find a way to enjoy it. Uh, you are a uh, sad, strange person. Don't be such a hater, Dave. There are actually some really interesting nuggets of data in here. Uh, but before we get to that, have you subscribed to Cranky Daily? Because for only $9 a month, you can get the top five airline stories of the day every workday with a, shall we say, healthy dose of snark. Um, I'll chime in here and say, uh, as a subscriber, um, I really? think it's... <laughs> Subscri- uh, not a paid subscriber. Okay. We don't need to get into that. Uh, <laughs> as a subscriber, I think it's pretty funny. Uh, Andrew, one of our, uh, one of our Cranky Daily contributors is a master of humor. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I think it's funny. I don't even care about airlines. As I've said, airplanes are just metal tubes that get from point A to point B. So Dave, stop. just, just, this is a ringing endorsement. Things. I think it's worthwhile. All right. For you, this is a ringing endorsement, but it is true. Andrew, Andrew is the mastermind behind this, uh, most days. And, uh, he is, he is quite skilled with that stuff so even if you don't like it who knows but go go to crankydaily.com and you can read a sample issue with andrew's trademark humor and then subscribe remember just nine dollars a month that's nothing now let's dive into the dot data you may not be completely familiar with the dot air travel consumer report but you definitely know the data that's inside uh you know i can't say i've ever picked it up for a bit of light reading but go on All right. Well, look, if you've ever heard a news article refer to an airline's on-time performance or mishandled bags or complaints, those are all probably taken from this report. Uh, The DOT keeps track of all these things and then releases the data every month. And the February report is for travel in December 2020. So we now have the full year to play with. Uh, Dave, you want to guess how things went for uh, on-time performance in 2020? Uh, no, but uh, <laughs> as far as uh, running on time, um, you know, you uh, you have to have flights scheduled to run them on time. And uh, uh, let's just say that crowded airports were not a problem. So I bet it was a pretty good year. You are correct. See, look at this. It's so easy. We're going to do this <laughs> many more times in this podcast. So get Yay. ready. Uh, so, okay, th- first, the, the tiniest airlines don't have to report data, so um, this isn't 100%, but it's pretty much everything. Uh, and for all the U.S. airlines that do report, there were more than 4.6 million flights that operated with an on-time rate of 84.66%. And do keep in mind, what the DOT considers on-time is anything that arrives within 14 minutes past the scheduled arrival time. The DOT and I have uh, something in common. <laughs> I firm believer in the window of on time. Nope. Uh, so... nope. <laughs> A zero, my friend, arrive right on time. <laughs> All right. Well, good for you. Uh, so, what was it uh, last year? Like ten percent? <sighs> Come on, man. Look, it, 
It was just shy of 80% on nearly 7.3 million flights. That not 2019. Uh, and that may not sound like a huge difference, but let's put it this way. If the airlines operated at 84.66% in 2019, they would have had more than 385,000 more flights arrive on time. That's more than 1,000 flights a day. Every single airline that reported saw improvement in 2020, except for Hawaiian, which dropped just a tiny bit, but it still had the best overall. It was already really high. Uh, And Allegiant, which uh, it slid just because of how they scheduled their flying at the onset of the pandemic. They just kind of scheduled them and uh, canceled the flights or delayed them, whatever. So if you, you know, don't. All right. All right. So so who improved the most? Well, uh, let's see. It looks like that would be JetBlue which went from 73.5% to 82.14% on time. It's, uh, it's amazing what happens when you have no other airplanes in New York <laughs> slowing you down and giving you air traffic control delays. All right. Does the does this take uh, flight cancellations into account? No. That's a separate metric that the DOT reports. But, hey, great seg, Dave. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get right in there. But I will say this actually gets pretty messy. Uh, messy? Yes. So (laughs) it shows massive increases in cancellations year over year. In 2019, the airlines canceled 1.77% of their flights. But in 2020, they canceled 5.97%. Oh, that's that's a pretty big number. Yeah, it is. But it's misleading. Because the thing is, back in March and April, the airlines couldn't do traditional schedule changes because of how last minute the pandemic unfolded. So they just canceled flights as if they were going to operate until the end, and then it showed up as a cancellation. So obviously those weren't flights that were going to operate. Um, But all right, so think about it this way. In 2020, the airlines canceled 276,999 flights. March and April alone were responsible for 89.7% of those. Wow. So the rest of the year was good. It's just kind of that madness of March and April that skewed the number. I remember it well. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. So how good was the rest of the year? You really just want me to do math today, don't you? All right. If we take out March and April, it looks like 1% of flights are canceled in the other 10 months combined. So that ain't bad. Uh, And it it makes sense with a huge number of airplanes sitting around and crews not flying. You know, if something breaks or if a crew calls in sick or whatever, it shouldn't be hard to find a replacement. All right. Uh, Staying on uh, Brett's math corner here, what other fun stuff do you have? Oh, see, I like this. Now you've agreed that it's fun. I think that's perfect. (laughs) Well, uh, there were five long tarmac delays in December. Is that exciting? No, but I am sure that it is for you. Yeah. It was actually pretty boring, but I'm going to tell you about it anyway. A JetBlue flight from Philly to San Juan sat on the ground in Philly for three hours and 39 minutes on December 16th, and oh, forget it. Um, this is these are all pretty terrible. So let me point out the two that I think actually were kind of interesting. And guess guess what airline those were on? Alitalia. Hey. See the winner was on December 6th when the airplane sat for five hours and 49 minutes at JFK before going to Rome. And on December 16th, oh, well, those people were lucky. They only had to sit for four hours and 13 minutes. Oh, that is, uh, that's pretty awful. Um, Note to self, do not take that flight. (laughs) Dave, it's going to Italy. You'll take the flight and you'll like it. 
Yeah, no, no lies were told there. The weird thing, though, is that on the 6th, the weather was actually nice and clear. It was a little gusty, but I can't see how that would keep people on the ground for six <laughs> hours. Um, anyway, we've gone down the rabbit hole here. This is not really that important. So let's get back to the numbers. How about mishandled bags? Mishandled bags. What a what a weird name for, for something. Why don't we just call them lost bags? Well, they're not really lost much of the time. Uh, they're just not where they're supposed to be. <laughs> So <laughs> otherwise lost. <laughs> well, look, so yes, sometimes bags are lost for good, but that's a small portion of it. And I, I actually, I wish we had those numbers. I don't think we get those. But uh, the way they look at the uh, mishandled bags is just to take the total number of bags didn't end up where they were supposed to be on time, and then they divide that by the number of total passengers in thousands. And I'm sure you won't be surprised to hear that the numbers plunged from 5.85 mishandled bags per 1,000 travelers in 2019 to only 4.11 in 2020. I am not surprised. Uh, (laughs) I mean, if you've got a lot fewer bags, it should be easier to not lose them. Or mishandle them, for that matter. No. On top of that, think about how many times you've seen the overhead bins fill up and they have to gate-check bags. That didn't really happen much in 2020 with... All that bin space and not so many travelers. Uh, So, you know, harder to lose those when you don't have to check them at the last minute. Uh, But I should point out that not all airlines are created equal. So the best performer is Allegiant at only 1.48 bags per thousand. But they better be the best performer because they don't do connecting flights. I mean, that that makes bag handling way easier if there's no connections. Uh, Pulling up the rear, though. American. If you include the regional partners, it had 5.96. And uh, if you exclude the regional partners, they actually did worse. Uh, American mainline was 6.38. That is that is not good. Well, uh, it's better than 2019, but no, no it's not good. Uh, so there's that. Now, let's move on to oversold flights. Uh, you've been talking about how empty airplanes are, so uh, I can't imagine too many people got bumped. You are correct, sir. In 2019, 506,569 people volunteered to get a voucher in exchange for taking a later flight. Another 20,868 were bumped off involuntarily and forced to take a different flight. But by 2020, those numbers tanked. That went voluntary bumps went down from over 500,000 to 77,370. And a mere 3,796 were involuntarily bumped. And I'll assume that most of those were at the beginning of the year. Oh, and again, it's American pulling up the rear here. Of the 3,796 that were bumped involuntarily, 2,820 were on American. And that is a whole lot of numbers. So let's take a break and let you digest. Okay, we're back. Are we done yet? Come on. We're getting the last category. It's my favorite. Complaints. I've got a complaint. Nobody cares. (laughs) No, actually, please write it down on paper, submit it to the circular file (laughs) under your desk, and it will definitely be addressed. All right. Congratulations, Captain Obvious, on keeping a top five overused joke in circulation. Hey, man, don't call me Captain Obvious. Hotels.com is not a sponsor yet. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. No free ads. Yeah. Uh, but hey, do you want to guess what happened to complaints? 
Uh, no, but considering how much news there was about people hating airlines last year, I'll say they went up by a See? lot. See, you're getting good at this, Dave. They went nuts. <laughs> in 2019, a total of 15,342 complaints were filed with the DOT. In 2020, it was 102,550. And keep in mind here that this is generally the stuff that gets filed after they aren't able to get satisfaction from the airlines. So this is <laughs> there were a lot more that were filed with the airlines directly. Yeah. The, uh, right. So that means they, uh, they must have really meant it. <laughs> so oh. this, yeah, that's a lot more than I thought it would uh, it would jump. Yeah, and what you heard about in the news is what's reflected here. So of those hundred and two thousand five hundred fifty complaints, eighty nine thousand five hundred eighteen were about refunds or not getting them, uh, and everything else is just kind of a rounding error. Okay, so that makes sense. We helped our fair share of travelers get refunds here, and there was a ton of anger all around. Uh, yeah, I, I dare say we were responsible for some of those complaints here. Uh, when the airlines failed to live up to their obligations. But, all right, now it's time for a game, Dave. I know you're excited. Yep. See if you can name the top five airlines in terms of complaints. And remember, these aren't just U.S. airlines like the rest of the categories. These are complaints filed about any airline to the DOT. So it's either a U.S.-based airline or it could be travel involving a foreign airline to or from the U.S. Um, I can't do that, and I don't think I want to. Oh, I bet you could get at least one, right? Here we go. <laughs> Top five answers on the board. It's time to play the feud. I, I don't know what the feud is. I'm, I, I am unfamiliar with uh, the show that you are, yeah. that you may or may not Everyone be Everyone needs to, to know this about Dave. Dave has not seen a game show. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> this, this, yeah. We'll tackle this on an another episode. podcast. Um, all right, but, uh... American seems to be sucking in all the other categories, so let's just say American. Survey says... See? You're a natural. With 5,949 complaints, that was good enough for American to take third place. Want to keep guessing? Uh, let's go with United. Uh, soon to be feuding with this podcast, probably. <laughs> we have another winner. United took first place by a large margin. With 11,274 complaints, so more than 10% of all complaints. And remember, United was the airline that quickly changed its refund policy at the beginning of the pandemic to make sure nobody could get a refund. So that's why we have this. All right, uh, let's just keep going. Delta. Oh, good try. But, you know, don't get me wrong. Delta had plenty with 3,840, but it wasn't enough to crack the top five. And let me just say that it's unlikely you're going to get the rest. So how about if I help you out here? All right, sure. Let's just uh, let's make this nightmare end. That's a spirit. It was spirit? No, no, it, it was not. Number two was <laughs> actually Air Canada with 6,019 complaints. That is truly remarkable since Air Canada, as you can probably tell from its name, is not a U.S.-based <laughs> airline. It has a lot fewer opportunities to make Americans mad, but as any Air Canada ticket holder knows, the airline has flat out refused to obey U.S. law and provide refunds. Uh, I'm surprised it hasn't passed United by now because this keeps going on. All right, moving on. Number four was Frontier with 5,523 complaints. Yeah, we just talked about how they only provide refunds. 
uh, if they feel like it on the schedule change podcast. So that does not surprise me. Yeah, me neither. Although apparently that's not really their their internal policy. They do give refunds, but clearly a lot of people are, are not happy here. So, <laughs> all right. Now, that may not surprise you, but number five, oh, I bet it will. Tap Air Portugal with 5,163 complaints. Uh, I am shocked. This is this is my shocked face. I can't see your face, but I'm pretty sure it probably <laughs> looks the same as every other face you do. So, uh, But listener, if you have not heard of TAP, you aren't the only one. See, they fly from Lisbon and occasionally a Porto uh, to several cities in the U.S. But it, it's a pretty tiny airline compared to the others, especially from a U.S. perspective. Uh, but the thing is, the airline was playing all kinds of games. Uh, I, we had a, a refund that was just processed like a couple weeks ago. Many, many months after it should have been refunded. I mean, that, that was, I think, for travel last April, if I remember right. Uh, so Tap played games and is clearly getting big complaints for it. Uh, also, as an aside here, I want to point out that 14,604 of the total complaints weren't filed against airlines at all, but rather against travel agencies. We proudly did not have a single one here at Cranky Concierge, but uh, Dave, you want to guess who took the prize for most? Oh, this is easy, Expedia. Yeah, right. That is too easy. Uh, Expedia is just so big. They pulled in 5,398 complaints, including all the other properties it owns or runs like Travelocity and Orbitz. And really, there may have been more that I missed that would increase the number more because I don't know every every website they own. But uh, next up is a little more of a surprise. Uh, CheapoAir.com, which uh, also the same company owns OneTravel. They got 1,513 complaints, and third was JustFly.com with 1,027. Um, okay, is that it? Are we, are we all done? We are indeed. But come on, you have to admit this is interesting. Um, you know, it's a, it's a little interesting, sure. All right, fine, I'll call that a victory. Thanks for tuning in to Cranky Talk. We'll be back with more deep dives and helpful tips for these turbulent times. And remember, if you want a travel agent that you won't have to complain to the DOT about, you can find more about Cranky Concierge at crankyconcierge.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars only, please. You can write whatever you want in the review, but those five stars will help others discover our little podcast. If you write something especially nice, I might read it out on the show. So you keep saying that. Does that mean that no one's written anything No one nice? has taken me up on this offer. We've gotten some reviews, but nobody has, uh, you know, whatever you want. If it's horrible, I won't read it, but... Uh... No, if it's horrible, it'd be more fun to read. What's wrong with you? Come on, go get the horrible ones for next week. Okay, fair enough. Five stars, but still horrible. We're all for it. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. 